Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and more productive beings. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it will make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So, here we go. and welcome to or welcome back to the Being Better podcast. It is awesome to have you here and I hope you are having a great day. And as always, I want to remind you that you can let me know how you are doing and ask me questions on our Instagram. It is at beingbetter.pod and you can also email me using the address podcast.beingbetter@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I am always looking forward to your messages and I reply to them as soon as I can. Now, I had a lovely weekend, a bit um, hectic when it comes to my studies and I had to do a lot of things. However, I decided to chill out and watch, I think it was You've Got Mail on Netflix and I'm going somewhere here, it's not just random. So I decided to watch this, I think it's like a rom-com and I was like, damn, I really like Tom Hanks. I really love how he performs and his performance always makes me feel something. So then the next, I don't know, a couple of days later, I thought, you know, maybe I should watch another Tom Hanks movie. And what also was on Netflix was Sleepless in Seattle. And I was like, okay, sure, you know, I, I like that Tom Hanks movie and maybe I would like that too. And guess what? I've loved it. And then I realized that I actually have not seen a lot of movies uh, with Tom Hanks. And I realized that's kind of like a national crime. So I decided that for the next, I don't know how long, but anytime I want to watch something, I decided to only watch um, Tom Hanks's movies for the next, you know, we'll see. And as of the time of the recording, I have watched um, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, um, Forrest Gump, because I haven't seen it fully, which also is, I don't know how I could let that happen, but I've watched it and I've cried at the end. So that's done. And I've also watched It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and something else. And anyway, this is going to be my recommendation actually. And that's what I was headed to. I want to recommend you Tom Hanks's movies and that's just because I've been enjoying his performances and I realized that every time I watch one of his movies, it always makes me feel something, something very deeply. And it can be sadness or it can be joy or it can be something indescribable. Um, and I have just really been enjoying his movies. Even those bad ones, I kind of enjoyed them. I think it was like Larry Crown, which I think I saw later on Rotten Tomatoes got like 37% of a score. So that's really, really low. But still, I, I thought the movie wasn't that bad. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be my recommendation. I'm not going to link anything in the episode description because, well, 
I would have to link all of his movies. Um, but I think if you have some time, go see the movies. Um, I think the next ones I'm going to see is Apollo 13 and Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, and also Catch Me If You Can. All of these movies, I feel like they are classics, but for some reason, I have not seen them yet. So I'm gonna stop ranting about Tom Hanks and let's move on to the main topic of this week's episode, which I don't know, we know what I realize right now. I always start talking as if you don't know what's the main topic of the episode, but you clearly pushed the play button because you read the title. So I don't know who am I kidding. You already know what this episode's going to be about. And you know that I want to talk about meditation and my failure with being consistent and making meditation a habit. So I do want to share with you one of my current struggles because as much as I would like to say that I have everything figured out, I am a mess too sometimes and not everything comes naturally to me and I don't accomplish everything I set out to do and I procrastinate with the things that I want to be better at and I realize that sometimes because of the way I talk about things and because of the way I sometimes give advice on this podcast it might come across as if I work all the time and I work out all the time but the thing is I struggle with things too and one of the things that I am struggling with is meditation. So if you are wondering about my meditation struggle, which I'm sure no one is, um, but yeah, it is still exactly that, a struggle. So I have tried to establish a meditation routine or a practice or habit multiple times in the past year and a half or so, I think. But I have never been able to keep it up longer than about a month or two of like really consistent practice, like every day or every two days. So I tried to be consistent and then I failed and then tried to pick it up again and so on. And also I have come up with many excuses for myself and explained it to myself saying that the time is not right at the moment or that I cannot focus today but I will be able to do it tomorrow and all kinds of false justifications of this sort. But today I want to be real with you and also with myself because I realize that we all go through this and it goes far beyond just meditation. I think We all struggle with establishing healthy habits and starting something new that we want to get better at. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You might have struggled with exercising or eating healthier or reading or working on that business that you've always wanted to start. Or like me, you cannot seem to be consistent with meditation. So today I decided to open up about where I think I've been failing and also what are the causes of these failures, if I can even call them failures. Maybe let's just say that I've not been perfect, I've not been consistent and those are setbacks or hard beginnings. 
So I want to talk about what hasn't been working out for me and why, and also where I should go from there. What I, and maybe you too, if you'd like to join me, should do to finally establish these habits and stop beating ourselves up. Because it's one thing to just think about, damn it, I haven't been consistent with these habits that I wanted to establish, and spiraling and feeling bad about these things. And another to actually realize what should we do to get better and how can we move forward and how can we improve. So that's what I want to do today. So first I want to share my past journey with meditation and talk about what has led me to this point. And like I said before, my journey with meditation, like consistent meditation, not just randomly doing it. So my serious journey with meditation started about a year and a half ago or two. At that point, I have already heard a lot of people talk about the power of this habit. And as a person who really likes the feeling of being present when running or swimming or doing yoga, I thought that, you know, it's about time that I make meditation into a habit of mine. So I think I need to stress this. The meditation which I failed at being consistent with is mindfulness meditation where you sit and you notice your thoughts, your bodily sensations, your fears and desires. However, there are many, many more types of meditation like walking meditation or mantra meditation or transcendental meditation and many, many more. And you can say that I am practicing and have been for a long time practicing some types of meditation on a daily basis when, for example, running or when doing yoga or walking or just simply sitting down in a park and observing what's happening. But um, almost two years ago, I wanted to make it into an activity in and of itself. I wanted to make meditation a habit and not something that I might or might not do when I'm mindful while doing other activities. So coming back, I tried doing guided meditation first. I watched videos on YouTube for a couple of weeks every couple of days, but then I didn't really see the results that I thought I should be noticing. And I thought that maybe guided meditation isn't as good as meditating by yourself. So I tried doing that instead. But then I was struggling with my focus and didn't really know what I should do when I meditated. Because I kept hearing opposite advice. I heard that I should clear my mind and not think of anything and just focus on my breath. And at the same time, in the guided meditation, I heard that I should picture myself as an outside observer of myself. And then I should picture my awareness expanding outside of the room and imagine my awareness expanding as far as, you know, outer space. And I should picture my body in which a 
bright energy is flowing. And now I understand that these might have been just different kinds of meditation, but back then I was just really confused and I didn't really know what I should do to get the results I wanted, which were to be kinder to myself and to others, uh, to be more aware and self-aware and to improve my focus and become more grateful and just live a more virtuous and meaningful life. So since I have been so confused, I decided to pick up a book titled very straightforwardly Meditation for Beginners by Jack Cornfield, who I really love. And I even made an episode about this book because it really did help me in my practice. And I do have to admit, for a while back then, I was really consistent with my meditation practice. I think I was even talking about it in in these past episodes. Especially, I think, during November and December 2020, I was practicing almost every day, I think from 10, 15 to sometimes even 40 minutes every day. So for a while there, I think I was pretty consistent. I was trying to do meditation my way and focus on my breath and let myself have these thoughts and being aware that I have these thoughts and then try to bring my awareness back to the breath. However, that did not last a long time. I have to say that I have been the most consistent with meditation during the Christmas winter break when I had a lot more time to actually do the things that I wanted to do. And then after I had returned to many of my responsibilities, it happened that I wasn't consistent anymore and I couldn't find the time or I couldn't make time because when I had free time, I I, w- I didn't want to spend it on meditation, to be honest. I wanted to work out. I wanted to maybe find a time to read something. And quite frankly, I just wanted to rest and maybe watch something or read a book and just do nothing for a second. And that's when I started being less and less and less and less consistent with my meditation. I was still practicing mindfulness through other activities of mine, like running or walking or just sitting down, like I said. But from that moment on, I really didn't practice a lot of meditation up to now. So now that you know my whole journey, let's think about what has contributed to this inconsistency in my meditation practice. So first, I think that one of the reasons is that I really, I had big expectations of how the results of meditation would look and feel. I thought that it would be something I would instantly feel, that I would meditate and then my whole day would be great and then I would be just, you know, Dalai Lama and I would be happy and I would be aware and everything would be great and easy. So I had these expectations and uh, to be quite honest, when I didn't see these results that I think I should experience, I thought, you know, maybe maybe meditation isn't for me and maybe 
like why I should even do it if there is no there are no effects of it so this has been something that really discouraged me because I thought that as you know with working out you feel energized after it and you can see you can see tangible results however with meditation I expected to also experience tangible results and actually I didn't really see that much of a difference I mean probably it's because I didn't practice for a long time but also from what I've heard the effects of meditation aren't something that you feel because it happens so slowly and gradually that you don't even notice these changes so that's one reason the second reason why I think I have failed is that I didn't have a designated definite time that I set for my meditation. I didn't do it every day at the same time. I did it whenever I felt like it and therefore a lot of the times I didn't feel like it because if I decided that okay Julia you do it every day at 6 a.m. then probably I would be more consistent with it because it would become non-negotiable but I did not set a clear time frame, which was a mistake. But why that happened is because in the mornings I already have a lot of my other habits that I don't want to quit. So that that's maybe why. But uh, I don't want to excuse myself right now because that's just ego speaking. So yeah, I think that's something that contributed. And then I think I also set the bar too high. I think I should approach it as you know I'm gonna just meditate today for five minutes but how I actually approached it was I need to meditate for at least 15 or at least 20 minutes and I know that some days I don't feel like doing 20 minutes and what I actually should do is you know set the bar lower but what I did was think that either I do 20 minutes or I do nothing and you know what I ended up doing nothing And another thing that contributed is, like I said before, not fully understanding how to do it and having different sources of different advice that said opposite things. And I was confused and I didn't really understand it fully. And when I feel like I do something wrong and I don't really know what I do, it's not pleasant and I don't want to do it anymore because it makes me feel like I'm a fraud or that I shouldn't be doing that thing. So also that. And lastly, I think that what has contributed to the fact that I was inconsistent with meditation was that I was feeling justified by doing other mindfulness practices which I mentioned before. So because I I'm, I think I am a pretty mindful person, all things considered, on a daily basis. I thought that, you know, I, I do enough. You know, maybe I shouldn't, I, sh- I don't have to do it. Maybe running is enough of a meditation practice. And all those things, I, I just felt that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm doing enough and maybe I don't have to do it. So I felt justified and... I think all of those things together made me feel like meditation isn't fun and I don't see the effects of it. And quite frankly, I don't know how to do it. 
So maybe I shouldn't do it because I do other things. And that was my mindset. Kind of unconsciously, I thought these things. And I think they contributed to the fact that I was inconsistent. So I have talked about where I've come short in the past year. And that's all well and good. But like I said, apart from wallowing in my past mistakes, the only way I can actually move forward from here is to establish a clear path and figure out how can I learn from these mistakes so I don't fail again. So I think the thing that I should start with is to start with why. I think I should clearly state what are the things that I want to get out of my meditation practice and why do I want to bother with making it a habit. And when I think about it now and before I record it, why I want to meditate is because, like I said, I want to be kinder. I want to be more self-aware and I want to be more focused And those are the effects that I would like to see in myself. But the thing is that even if I don't feel these effects immediately after I meditate, I think I I shouldn't be discouraged. And this is something that I have to remember about because this is something that has failed me in the past, expecting that I will experience these results just immediately after I meditate. So I should be more chill, be more patient and realize that it takes time and not expect how these effects will feel because maybe I will be more focused and maybe I will be kinder, but I will not notice it. So this is something that I think I will have to keep in mind. And another thing is that I should establish a routine I think I should set a designated hour for my meditation. And now when I think about it, probably the thing that makes the most sense is the evening. And although it's hard because I am more energized in the morning and I prefer to do the things that I want to get done in the morning, I already have habits and routines in the morning and it would be hard for me to make time for that so I think coming home from wherever I've been during the day and doing my things and then before I go to sleep or after I've come home doing meditation would make more sense but I guess I should be even more specific so let's say that I'm going to meditate every day or every other day whenever I can at 7 p.m. or 7 30 p.m. I think that's like a time that usually is pretty chill and I don't really have to do a lot of things at 7 30 and you know I said every day or maybe other day because I think another thing is that I shouldn't put too much pressure on myself and I should put the bar lower because this pressure which I have put on myself with many things with swimming the reason why I quit swimming is because I felt too much pressure that I said myself or that I felt that my coaches had expectations for me but when actually it was just me but 
this is something that makes me quit. I don't like pressure. And I think that I have to be honest with myself. And if I want to meditate daily, I should make the bar, you know, at least five minutes. Or when I don't feel like it, three minutes. You know, just make it something that I do consistently, maybe not for a long time, but something that I do because it's better to do three minutes or five minutes than like I have done for the past couple of months, do nothing. So another thing, like I said, is to set the bar lower and don't put that much pressure on myself. And also, I think I should read more about meditation. So I think after reading Meditation for Beginners and other books about meditation, also Tao Te Ching, I think I know a lot about it, but I think I still should read more to make sure that I have different takes of different people and I can combine these takes and make something of my own and establish a practice that feels good to me and matches the way that I live life. And that's it. This is how I want to... No, this is how I will make sure that I'm more consistent with meditation. I think I have to keep myself accountable here. And I'm going to use that podcast for that. And the next episode, or maybe next two episodes, I will update you guys on how I am doing with my meditation. Because I think that could be nice for me. Because if I would just do it alone and I didn't have anyone to keep me accountable. I could fail again, but if I, I if I'm open with it and if you guys keep me accountable, I think I actually might succeed. And I hope that you can use the things that I talked about today and the tools of realizing where you have failed and how to establish a better path with building a new habit with which might be meditation or maybe if you want to work out more or eat healthier or start your business or practice self-care whatever it is i hope that what i've talked about today has helped you or will help you in the future and now when it comes to the inside of this week I want to keep it short because I've already rambled a lot about meditation. However, I just want to share, I mean, since we are talking about struggles, I've recently found that there is so much doubt. I doubt myself all the time with everything. I doubt myself with the podcast and recently I've started doubting my intelligence level which I don't know um, I've always loved science but I thought that I think I was talking about it some sometime in the podcast but I'm a very slow thinker and a scatterbrain and I don't always think of things as quickly as other people do and I don't notice the things that people notice quickly as quickly as they do and this is something that has caused me to doubt how intelligent I am or when I see people which are great and very sociable or very attractive I even though I'm I'm a pretty confident person I start to doubt myself sometimes unconsciously sometimes I am blessed enough to notice it however I just realize that there's so much doubt and it's weird because 
I thought that, you know, if I'm confident, if I love myself, which I always said that I do, that I shouldn't question and I shouldn't be filled with so much doubt if I love myself. And I think it's all based on comparison and also on the search of being the best. Because on one hand, I'm basing, for example, let's let's take the intelligence. I'm basing my intelligence levels in comparison to others. So how smart am I in comparison to other people? So that's one thing. And also on the search of being the best because I don't want to be on the lower scale. I want to be the best. And I realized that lately and these two things combined just make me, like I said, doubt myself, which really, really sucks. And when it comes to this, you know, wanting to be the best thing, I recently also realized that, you know, what if I'm not the most intelligent person in the world? Because I'm sure I am not. But what's wrong with that? And why do I have to be be the best when being normal or average is absolutely fine. And lately through reading a lot of books and memoirs and stories about people, also I've realized that all of the things that I am seeing as things that I want to achieve or things that I really value or look up to, like like I said, intelligence, success, talent, those aren't the things that make life worth living. I think life is about appreciating the small moments and sure appreciating the big ones but you know I've seen this podcast grow a lot and as much as I'm grateful for each and every one of you who are listening to this podcast seeing these bigger numbers hasn't changed my life as much as I would expect it would. Actually, I am feeling similarly to the way that I have when I started the podcast, when the numbers were really insignificant. And even if I'm a slower thinker, okay, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if I had more talent or if I were like the people that I am jealous of or compare myself to, if I got the things that they have, they actually wouldn't make me happier. And I would still be on the default happiness level, which is sad, but we, you know, the hedonic adaptations effect states that we all come back to the default state of happiness. And we can actively work towards having that default state be higher. However, we will still have that default. And this is something that I was recently thinking about and I hope that you can find that helpful and insightful. So thank you so much for listening to my whole episode and I will speak to you in the next one.
Theater is edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description, or you can search just Being Better Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one is just to tell your friends and your family about the podcast and tell them why you enjoy listening to the podcast and why they too will enjoy listening to it. Another way to support us is to write a review, rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you very, very soon.